it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Hey everyone, coming at you today, sounding a little bit nasally, but well. And that is what this podcast episode is all about. You know, it's not a glamorous thing to talk about getting a cold, but (laughs) there's so many lessons that I want to share with you about me um, getting a cold last week. And some of them might be predictable. Some of them might surprise you. I'm sharing this today because, you know, this whole journey of, you know, understanding ourselves more, the stuff that I teach about the subconscious mind, um, all, all the personal growth, all, all the learnings. I mean, the stuff I've read about the quantum field, uh, stuff I've read about um, our stress and how it impacts us. All this stuff over the last decade, I mean, so much is wrapped up in my story of getting a common cold. Everything is connected. It always is. Growth in one area of your life, a light bulb moment going off in one area means that there's a ripple effect in all of these other areas. And when you start to actually, you'll know this when you're like, oh, whoa, I have just shown up in a very different way in that situation. Oh, I can see it now. I can see that this path I'm on has reached a new level. Cool. I am not handling this the way I would have 12 months ago, five years ago, whatever it was. And that's kind of the purpose, right? That's like why we're doing all of this stuff. It's not just to read and be inspired in a moment or, you know, get a good little hit from an Insta quote or something like that. What I talk about, what I teach is actually all about how this can change how you show up for the most unglamorous moments of your life and the most glamorous, like a little bit of glamour never goes astray. So let me tell you about the story of, of me getting a cold. And, you know, listen, there were people around me who were sick. The boyfriend has been coffee, spluttery, you know, probably should have just gone to get that checked out at a doctor. Didn't. Anyway, he's on his journey. <laughs> um, and and then my my two older kids kind of got a bit spluttery as well. Bit bit of a runny nose, bit run down. And there's Lisa, just you know, rolling along resting, taking care of myself, just eating the right foods, just making sure. I mean, I actually think uh, I've actually known my boyfriend for two years and sort of one of the first times he's actually really properly 
seen me not very well. So I don't don't get sick very often. There's reasons for that. Uh, And my youngest child, literally, she believes in herself. She is the kid that never gets sick. So as I'm sharing some of this stuff with you that I'm going to share with you, I want you to, you know, there's so much in that. The stories we tell our children about who they are, the fact our bodies are listening all the time. She literally doesn't get sick. She doesn't believe she gets sick. So, you know, anyway, there's a lot of magic around that. There's a lot of stuff written, you know, there's a lot of people sharing things about the power of our words and our subconscious beliefs on our health. Anyway, I'll get to that. So people have been kind of, you know, there was there were germs floating around. Let's be real. They were, and I was fine. And then last week, then there was the lockdown um, that was announced. It was a snap lockdown announced in Melbourne, five days. I was like, that's cool. We're just going to treat this like a long weekend. No problem. So the kids were going to be home from school for three days. Um, and then, and then some stuff started to happen that was really quite stressful. And my, my stress levels crept up. I, I, I wasn't sleeping very well. You know, you have a few nights where you're waking up and it's four in the morning and your brain starts ticking and you can't get back to sleep. And I knew I was stressed. So I was trying to manage that. Um, but I would say for, you know, maybe like two days, I I was using my tools, but I knew I was just having a stressful moment. There were just big things that needed to get worked through. It was taking its toll on me. I was absolutely um, feeling like stressed. You know, I said to the kids, you know, you guys are home, but I've got some big things that I need to get done. And, and, you know, I need to be able to concentrate. I'm feeling a little bit stressed out. And of course, you know, I say it out loud and I am because my words are literally creating my life. Anyway, we'll get to that. So, you know, two days of stress, heightened stress, lowers your immunity, bang, no surprises. I started to feel the nose and throat tickle. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Started to feel lethargic. And this you know, a couple of years ago, this would have happened and I would have been all, oh, see, um, trust me to get sick at this time. See, uh, you know, it's impossible to parent when you're sick. Now everything's going to turn to shit. Now look at the house and I can't keep going. I've just got to keep going because there's no one else and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, I bet this is going to turn, this is going to turn into sinus. This is going to turn into a chest infection. I can just feel it, you know, and on it would have gone really like that was, you know, just in my head, it was all that kind of vibe. (laughs) And so, you know, what happened this time was totally different. And, and, you know, that you're, you've been in the work, doing your, doing your work when you show up completely differently. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share what I did over a few days to get me to the point now of like, absolutely my body's done what it needed to do where, you know, 
and I'm feeling absolutely that didn't get any worse. And um, sort of on the other side, even although I still sound a bit, you know, <laughs> like that. Oh, and P.S. Everyone in in Melbourne, I did have a COVID test. It was negative. Just just to put it out there, did the right thing. So here's what I start to do when I'm feeling that is um, that you know something's upon me, that my body is having a reaction. It's taken on something and it's and it's its job to get back to health. So, I mean, the first thing I do, I mean, I, I love baths. I love sort of sweating things out. I love adding good um, salts to the bath, a few little oils, bits and pieces, um, you know, detoxy type stuff, helping things move through me. So baths, right? We're bathing. I don't know, like I am not a medical practitioner in any sense of the word. So none of this is like a prescription, right? But I do love Armour Force. A-R-M-A-F-O-R-C-E, Armour Force. That stuff is the best. I take the tablets um, each day. Like I sort of, I take a lot. Um the biggest amount. And I also use, I really like the throat spray. So that's just a handy hint. Do it, don't do it, up to you. But if you haven't jumped on, on the Armour Force train, do it. Echinacea, also awesome. Same, same sort of vibe, right? So once again, not a medical practitioner. Always speak to someone about these sorts of things and if they're right for you. But that stuff comes out, it is the thing that helps every time. The other thing I do, as soon as this starts to happen, I really love self-hypnosis. This is something that you find out as soon as you join Ready for Change, that um, those that, you know, like your subconscious is so outrageously powerful. Like 90, 95% of what you do is coming from your subconscious mind, not your thinking mind. And so it's so important that our our subconscious is on board, that this stuff isn't just talk. So I love the Harmony app. Uh, and in the Harmony app, which is filled with um, self-hypnosis audios, which you can also find, you know, there's so many on, on YouTube. It's just that I particularly like this guy. It doesn't work for everyone. Um, find something that suits you. And it, you know, whether or not you believe in hypnosis, the power of just resting and listening to something guided is powerful. Okay. So meditate if that works for you. For me, I mean, I'm not just going to sit there and think of nothing thoughts. That's not where I am in my journey. And I don't think many humans get there. Uh, but I love guided meditations and guided self-hypnosis. And there's one called Heal Your Body and it's beautiful. It's like you go into this white room and you sit on a, the most comfortable white couch and the and the light from the room is like the sun, but not like Bernie. It's just this energy and it just takes you through this whole thing. It's 20 minutes. I always feel better on the other side just for the rest that it's given me. And also I start to really tap into that. I, you know, while I'm while my body's working its way back to, to wellness, 
I just stop and close my eyes and picture my body being flooded with light, just knowing that my body knows exactly what to do to get back to health, that my body is so, so smart and I'll do everything I can to support it as it gets back to health. So I I talk to myself like that. I use the audios, but I'm also my self-talk because I don't know, I'll talk about this later, but, um, you know, our cells are listening. And so I don't talk myself into further sickness. Oh, this is going to get worse. Oh, I'm going to need the, oh God. I mean, it's like, oh, wow. Bodies are amazing. Wow. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm not feeling well. And I'm also going to acknowledge my body's amazing ability to heal itself, to find that balance again. I'm going to support my body back to wellness. My, that's what my self-talk becomes. Like, here we are. What do you need to get back to wellness? Then I just do a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, eating of garlic. <laughs> but for real. Uh, I mean, even this morning I just cooked up three garlic cloves in some butter put that on a a piece of, two pieces of sourdough with some hummus and ham and had that for breakfast. Uh, But, you know, my go-to is really to get as many greens and as much garlic into me as possible. And as like, I don't overcook the garlic, I just barely cook the garlic. So, you know, it's really potent. One of my favorite things to do is to cook some garlic in, in butter, or you could use oil, Uh, then add massive amounts of baby spinach, then squeeze half a lemon and then add some, a little bit of salt and eat that on, you know, and you can grate zucchini in in there. You could add um, some broccoli in there, whatever you want. What you can literally do whatever you want with that sort of combo. And uh, it's delicious. And you can, you can put that, you know, on a piece of sourdough, you can have it on its own with an egg topped on top and chop some fresh tomato, whatever it is. But for me, I'm just all about, oh, what does my body need right now? Yeah, we need to, we need to fight this baby. I'll help you. I will get the garlic into my body. And similarly, I make a a tea where I cut up slices of ginger. I have like half a teaspoon of raw honey and then, um, and then squeeze half a lemon and then add water, hot water into that and just let it steep for a while and then, and sip on that. Just, just simple things. And then, you know, obviously cut out sugar. I don't really have much dairy anyway, but I wouldn't be having dairy. Just doing all the things I need to do, keeping food simple and nourishing and awesome. Done. Like just the simple things that you need to do, like what does my body need for wellness right now? I'm going to up the ante on certain things. And, you know, that goes along with rest. How often do you just push through when you feel sick? I I don't even have um, a Panadol or anything like that in my house. Like I don't even, I, I can't remember the last time I used it because for me, if I'm feeling pain of some sort, 
then it's a sign for me that something is not good. Now, there is absolutely no judgment from me. I have friends who get the worst migraines and, oh, you do what you need to do to get through for sure. For me, over the last few years, I've created a life that works at a pace that is conducive to wellness. I work with a chiropractor and kinesiologist to keep my body in balance. Uh, I work with a body talk practitioner uh, on who that helps heal all sorts of things inside my body that I could never have figured out on my own. Chinese medicine, all sorts of things. And so I haven't really needed uh, pain relief. And if I am feeling pain, I'm like, what is going on here? What is actually happening for me? I need to work that out because most of the time there's some sort of energy block that needs to be released. And, you know, my understanding of, of pain and disease in the body has changed so much over the years. It's way bigger than this podcast episode. And I am absolutely not an expert in that, but it's a really interesting area. Uh, and you know, there's definitely some people that I should probably interview on the podcast about this type of stuff, because I've found it fascinating and not just fascinating, but you know, when you experience it and you're like, oh, now I know this to be true. Now, now you can't make this up. So yeah, um, we might delve into that a little bit more because, you know, as I said, everything is, is connected. All of this stuff, it's all connected. We don't, you know, work on our physical fitness, expect physical fitness and talk rot to ourselves and expect to be a well person. Same goes with all the mindset work in the world and, you know, an incongruence with the way that we treat our bodies. You know, it's all connected and it's also all okay to not be at the perfect place with all the things all the time. No one's an expert on all of this stuff and practicing it. We're all just learning as we go. Anyway, so the other thing I do is rest a lot. I mean, you know, because, you, you know, as a, as a solo parent who's also running her own business, I am saying it's still possible to rest. Uh you can also say no. I had to say no to a few things that felt like it was just kind of like right now I actually just need to stop. Um, I'm going to say no. And weirdly asking for help. Not something that I would have done a few years ago. Uh, I've communicated with my kids who are 10, 8 and 6 and who absolutely understand what it feels like to not feel well themselves and how I treat them and the care that they receive. And so once we communicate with our kids and we ask them and we tell them, you know, mummy's not feeling very well right now and there's so many things that I'm doing to help myself feel well, it would make so much difference for me if tonight I didn't have to ask 13 times for you to brush your teeth if we just followed the instructions and work together as a team make a huge difference to me. Mm. Surprisingly, unsurprisingly, they rise to the occasion. So they're just a few of the things that I do. Okay. I just wanted to give you that so you could see that, 
you know, on a practical level, that's the sort of stuff I do when I start to feel the, the niggle. Uh, none of it is complicated. None of it is, you know, overwhelming. They are things that I've experimented with over the years that help me, knowing we're all different, but maybe you get one or two things out of that that you might try next time. So then, so then it comes to the lessons. And I have already alluded to this first lesson, but how we talk to ourselves matters. Now, I don't know if you guys, some of you here I know definitely follow the amazing Alison Davies. She's a genius and a neurologic music therapist, but, you know, and has her brain care cafe. Really, she shares such valuable information. And I talk about her all the time. During COVID, when it first sort of arrived on the scene, she went totally viral and was on international news (laughs) with a little song that she made up called Every Little Cell. Now, I mean, I'm not a good singer at the best of times, and especially when I'm, you know, working my way back to wellness. Uh, but it was like, every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. And it sort of went on and it had a few, um, you know, lines and it was super catchy, super easy. And it was all about like literally using your words to tell your brain, which tells your body that it's well. And it took off as as a concept for a number of reasons. You know, I think a lot of people were scared. A lot of people were looking for an angle on this story that was positive and upbeat as well. But also because this is what is now, I mean, gosh, I'm reading that book about um, boys who dared to be different. Is that what it's called? Same, similar in to the rebel story or goodnight stories for rebel girls. If you haven't seen those books, they're amazing. My kids love them. And Patch Adams was one of the boys who dared to be different. And it's, you know, that whole vibe of laughter is the best medicine. There is a reason why this stuff is enduring and, you know, people can't, people haven't been able to quantify or test or measure the impact of this stuff. It's been kind of anecdotal. But now science is really able to show that the way in which your, like literally, you know, your frequency, your, like the words that you're using, the way your brain is thinking about this disease, it's not everything, but it's something. And it really, really matters there's amazing people sharing stuff about this. And for me, you know, talk yourself back to health. Just experiment with it and you'll see not only, the lesson is that not only might it work or it might not work, that's kind of not the point. It's more your experience of being unwell. Like step back into your power. Your body is an amazing thing. It knows what it needs. Feeling tired? Uh, yeah, your body's doing a pretty important job fighting off germs. 
Give it the rest it needs to do the extra work it's trying to do. Don't just, you know, get rid of the the feelings so you can keep going. That's, That's not the point. And so talk yourself through it. Support yourself through it. Your body knows. Uh, I'm here for you, body. I know you're doing your magical work. I know like our immune system is in action right now. I'm literally imagining light filling my body, every single cell. I can feel it in me. That light is healing light. Just look, it might sound really out there to you, but I encourage you to just experiment with that big lesson. But the experience of being sick, like is straight into pity party. (laughs) That was what I used to do, straight into pity party. And look, I'm not saying I didn't say um, to my boyfriend, I really need a cuddle right now. I need a cuddle. Hold me. (sighs) This isn't very fun. And, um, And have that moment. But really, like I can do that or I can just, I can also just you know, speak lovingly to myself about the healing, right? And, you know, on the back of this, it's just so obvious and I just don't think we pay enough attention to it, but like what sort of life are you living if you're constantly unwell, if your immune system is constantly down? Does it have anything to do with stress? There's so many parts of our body that are impacted when we're stressed out. You know, I remember um, Nat Kringudis talking about stress when I interviewed her years and years ago, and she was saying about how we're all kind of living with this low-level stress. We're living low-level stress. And so our body's in that that stress response a lot. And she would she told a story about, you know, she helps women with fertility, how Women who they're just like, I'm so massively stressed out at work. I hate my job. I hate going in there every day. No one respects me. Um, You know, I'm working my ass off. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not eating well. I just need to get pregnant, have this baby, and then I'll quit my job. And she's like, um, hang on a minute. (laughs) Your body in that state doesn't want to make a baby. It's feeling pretty stressed. So is creating a baby the best use of its energy or is it trying to deal with this stressful situation? So, you know, it's the same as digestion. Sorry, but if your body thinks you're, you need to flee from a tiger, because remember our bodies don't know the difference between stresses. It's a stress, right? It's just in that stress response. It's not like, oh, this is stress because my kid forgot their library book and now we're having to go back home and now they'll be late for school and now I'm late for that meeting versus, oh oh my goodness, there is, uh, like the house is on fire. You know, doesn't know the difference. So anytime you're in that stress response, your body's like, whoa, all systems go. Let's fight the stress. Let's be on it on, on alert. And so, yeah, like our di- like is it important to digest our food in that stress response not really 
Is it important to fight off illnesses? Like, hang on, we're over here dealing with this stress. I can't be fighting off this little germ. I've got more important things to do. It's what happened. You know, I can just absolutely see that's what happened to me when I got sick. We need to be responsible for the amount of stress in our lives. We need to be responsible for reducing it, looking for opportunities. I mean, there's a reason I talk about rest all the time. And not just rest in terms of a Sunday afternoon nap. Like as in, is your life going too fast? What's the pace? And really, a lot of the times in my programs, this is the, there's so many subconscious beliefs that women have about the expectations they feel that might be placed on them or that they're trying to live to. And, and we need to dismantle that, really. We need to go right to the root. What do you tell yourself? What is your truth about the pace of your life, that you've got no choice, that this is what life is? Look around. Not everyone is on the treadmill. Not everyone is stressed to the max. A lot of people, our generation, we're, we're, we're actually like not really wanting to opt into that anymore. But what's the solution? You've got to go to the subconscious. Otherwise, you'll just keep repeating the pattern. Anyway, uh, you've got to look at stress. Stress, too much stress causes disease in the body. Um, okay, next lesson. Oh, this is a big one. This is always a big one. But it comes down to worthiness. Seeing ourselves as someone worthy of taking care of. Here's the thing. It's no one else's responsibility to make you well. It's no one else's responsibility to stop you and give you the rest you need. It's actually on you. It's on you if you ignore your niggly symptoms and just keep going. Because literally, like, what are you waiting for? Someone to give, someone to give you permission to stop, to heal, to make a big batch of chicken soup. <laughs> you can ask for that. Uh, but, you know, you do need to ask. You need to see yourself as someone worthy of being taken care of and you need to be the first person to do it for yourself. You know, so deeply uncomfortable for me to, um, to ask for help. And on the flip side of this thing, of knowing that we're worthy of true health and that we're worthy of doing the things that our body needs us to do in order to be well, is also being open, Also, this is like, this is new for Lisa, to being taken care of, right, to receive care. Now, I wasn't very good at this. I've got this you do your thing, blah, or just take the kids or something like, but it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't ever available really for 
being cared for. So, you know, are you open to receiving care when you're unwell? I absolutely think that, you know, we have to learn to show ourselves care before we're open to receiving it from other people. But, like, if someone lends you a hand, do you say thank you? Or do you even reach out and ask for it? I'll give you an example of how this played out for me. So on Saturday was my sister's 40th. And, you know, I definitely wasn't feeling 100%. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be there at that celebration. And in the morning there was some few bits of running around um, I had to do. See, look, we even call it running around, like, We've got to be so careful of our language. We're creating our language with our wor- our world with our language, our words. Um, and and so anyway, it was a day. Um, I by Sunday, I I just knew I needed I needed rest. I had been doing brilliant things, um, bringing myself back to wellness, and I knew Sunday had to be a quiet day. So. I asked for help from my boyfriend. Still feels weird to say that, I must say. Boyfriend feels like a very young person's word. Anyway, uh, so anyway, he and he wasn't feeling, still wasn't feeling 100%, but I'll just put it out there. And it's just things just rolled. He took my son to get the thing that he needed at the shops in the morning he also had his two boys um, with him that weekend. So there was five kids around <laughs> and um, and he took the three boys off for the morning and then he planned an activity. It was like one of those, um, what do you call those rooms? Not a panic room, but they had to find their way out. Anyway, it was a whole activity thing. They had to do all these activities. He did that with them brilliant loved it uh then asked him to go to the shops for me to get the things that I needed for the week uh he made dinner which is not unusual uh but just sort of did it because I had opened myself up to not be a stoic person who has it together all the time you know I also had to do had was meant to be doing something else for my sister on that Sunday and I was just like I can't can't do this. I just need, I really just need to rest. So here I am recording this on Monday, feeling totally different because, you know, the whole, as soon as it started, I was like, we deserve wellness. We're going to do what we need to do, Lisa. I will give you the things that you need because I love you. You know, I talk to myself that way. I love you. Like I love my children and like, I will take care of you. I will honour what our body is dealing with right now and give you the things. And then also open myself up to receiving that love and care from someone else. Even although it was uncomfortable, the discomfort so worth it, actually really rather delicious. So there are some of the lessons 
Um, you know, the, another one I guess would be that my kids understand more than I give them credit for. My kids are capable of more than I ask them for. And, you know, it's always a lovely reminder to get that, you know, okay, all right, we're at a different stage here. We're at a different level of understanding and maturity. Cool. I'm glad we're here. Also that, you know, honoring my body back to wellness is not something that just finishes as soon as I feel well. I have a immunity cleanse arriving. Oh, I really do like the karmic cleanses available. I think they're definitely here in Melbourne. I don't know if they're in other states as well. Um, because, you know, the care is ongoing. My own self-care is an is an ongoing thing. It's just who I am now. I take care of myself because I'm worthy of feeling good. So are you. Do you think about yourself like that? What stories are sitting under the surface that mean that when you get sick, like when anyone else gets sick around you, I bet you're bending over backwards to do the things for them. You don't have to do it for the, the adults necessarily. <laughs> the same way as children. Um, but, and, you know, adults handle it all very differently, don't they? Um, but, but if you have children, if you have even parents, I bet you, you, you really take care of them. Do you do the same thing for yourself? Where your attention is in these moments really matters. And, you know, talking to yourself as a worthy recipient of your own loving attention, it's very worthwhile because it can make all the difference. All right, this went on a bit longer than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be a short, sharp. Here we are. I hope that that has been helpful. You know, always write back to the email and let me know your experiences or if something has um, has been a moment. I love when people share podcast episodes on their Insta stories and tag me so that I know you've enjoyed an episode and especially what you got out of it. And I try and make sure to share them to my stories as well. So be sure to do that. I am here in conversation with you and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 